Black Sports Online, and she also does social media for Fox Sports 1340. Erica, welcome. <laughs> first Latina. First, yes. First Latina on the show. First. Yes. yes. You are the first lat person of uh, Latin heritage Ooh. on the show. Yes. So Besides from me, of course. Right. Well, yes. <laughs> yes. First guest of Latin heritage on the show, representing the Dominican Republic. And Ecuador. Oh. Yeah, so now Lewis, our uh, director of photo photography, is going to be very happy right. because he do he doesn't get to meet too many Ecuadorians outside of uh, in this in this space or where we right. do. So he's going to be happy this whole time. That means he's going to take great photos of you. All right. <laughs> he's doing it right now. He's doing it right now. <laughs> For those of you not watching. Uh, Erica, you you are you know, we do a lot of sports journalism. Uh -huh. We cover a lot of sports journalism. We kind of cross in the same spaces. Uh -huh. Um you started writing as a Latina for Black Sports Online. Tell us about your journey to that and doing that and working for that platform and why that's been so important for you. For sure. Well, Black Sports Online has been such a thrill and literally a roller coaster ride of just straight up fun in all honesty. Mm. And it's crazy how I got there. Uh, I used to own a website called Geeks and Cleats, but like I was telling you guys earlier before the show. Uh, I feel like I know that website. You've probably seen it somewhere like on Twitter. 90% sure. 90.7% yeah. sure well, that I've seen Max it somewhere. Well, seven? Yes. <laughs> it's not quite there, but just a little bit there. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, but my partner, we had a little bit of a falling out, you know, no hard feelings. And my mm. current boss, Rob, he was also looking over our site because she was a writer for Black Sports. So... When that stuff happened, he's like, well, do you want to come ride for me? And I'm like, of course. And ever since then, it's just taken off. Mm. So, you know, you as, as a writer for Black Sports Online, we see you everywhere. You're covering You're doing a lot of stuff locally yeah. here in New York. Knicks, Nets, Jets, Giants. Um, you're trying to get into more into the baseball yeah, space. Sure. Get us some credentials, Mets. Um, right. <laughs> um, Email me back. Yeah, she's trying, she's trying <laughs> to get into junk. <laughs> she's trying to get into that space. What for you? You know, what's it like covering sports here in this New York sports scene? Honestly, it's been it's been a little bit of a rude awakening. Only seeing from stuff that we've seen on TV. Like you know, we're, we were obviously the only reason why we're working is because we're fans and we're still fans of the game. I would like to say. Yeah. Even though I really similar to what you were sharing with me earlier, Dexter. I really hate when people say that they're not fans of the game anymore. It's, it's mad lame for starters. Yeah. Because you're still there because you actually have a passion for the game. You're not a player, but it's different. Mm -hmm. But I think I've seen a little bit of. A little bit of sexism more and more, like aside from what we see on Twitter with what's going on recently. So I barely see any women and then also people of color. So I'm representing both women and people of color. So it's pretty crazy. Like the hat is pretty strong of what I wear. The only people I can identify with are the players. Which is pretty mm. crazy because mm. I don't play ball. <laughs> that, 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 I think that's, that speaks a lot of the problem of what yeah. you see in journalism, so, right? Or the lack of diversity yeah. that is there in journalism. I'm going to let Brian jump in, but For sure. I, what I want to ask you is you brought up sexism, and I, I've seen it, and I've talked to other people who sat in the seat uh, here who are women, journalists who sat in the seat. Mm -hmm. I've seen sexism towards women. Um, have you experienced that? And if you had, what's, what's like the most sexist thing somebody's done to you where you were the like, yo, honestly, what are you doing? Honestly, today, well, the only thing that really, really rubbed me the wrong way, which is probably borderline, like, it's obviously your call. 
Um, I remember it was the it was the first time I was covering a Knicks game, and one reporter who I probably won't name, but I'm gonna leave it there for now, only because I don't forget. Brian wants it to get memory. messy and wants you to name names. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. forget. I have a really really good memory, so that's why I'm like I'm not gonna share it yet. But no, but you don't have to. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. No. It was the first game, and I'll never forget. It. He's like, just try not to be a groupie in the locker room, and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and he knows. I, he knows he would not have said that to me. And her, I remember too. I text. My I can't boss. believe we're not past that stage. And I remember yet, I text my boss, and my boss was furious. He's like, "You better make sure you get that." And I'm like, "Okay." Word. And then I That's good support. Him. Yeah. He's, <laughs> honestly, like you don't meet you don't meet a lot of good people who are willing to help you out. Like obviously, we all have to support each other, which is why I'm here. Because you you guys are in episode 14. I'm just in episode 14, two of my podcast. So nice. We're, we're told to tell. <clears throat> So, yeah. like, why not help each other out? Like, All right, absolutely. I think what's meant for you is meant for you. You might, you and I might apply for the same job, but they obviously saw something in you, which is why you got it. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, Brian can go to hell because he got it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's meant for you. That's at least how I like to think about it. But that right. reporter, I saw him in the locker room acting like a groupie. So, <laughs> who I what, what was he doing? What yeah, was yeah, he yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah. Was, there you go. I was going to ask the same thing. All, I'm not for sure. He was all over Carmelo. Ah. And I'm just like, ugh. And I've interviewed before being in with the Knicks. I interviewed Melo at, um, at a charity event that he was giving back. Uh, he was giving school supplies to teachers, which is a really, really dope event. Oh, I like teachers that. come out. Yeah. Te- only because I, I know a few teachers. They pay stuff out of pocket. He Absolutely. Was mad notebooks, crayons, and everything to teachers in Brooklyn, unfortunately. So it wasn't citywide, but... I saw him like all over metal, like, yeah, metal, you did this, blah, blah, blah. It was a good one. I'm like, so who's the groupie now? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's being real thirsty for those questions. Exactly. So I want that name. To bite him in, in the butt. I just think it's interesting he assumed that you would be a groupie and, and put you as a, a woman, uh, especially of color and journalist, in that lane. And I don't think he would have said that to a dude. And I think I that's agree. the problem right there. Yeah. I don't think he would have said like, that. That's not a piece of advice. If anything, what you tell me is, you know, make sure to hold your phone this way, not this way. That's a yeah. good piece oh. of advice. Can't yeah. stand or, with, I can't stand with people. Yeah, video like this. Or not like doing that. A lot of people do that. Yeah, so <laughs> be something that's, if, if anything, helpful, critici- constructive criticism. That's the word. Yeah, no, right. Don't tell me, you know, don't be a group in the locker room. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> no take it. No take it, for sure. Wow. I kind of want that name. <laughs> Brian, that, no. Brian, Brian, just, like, Brian just wants it to get messy. Like that, that's that's all that's all that he wants to happen. Um, but we, but yeah, we've but we've actually crossed paths also. That's a tongue twister. But like at a bunch of like different because mm-hmm. I've seen you and we've seen each other from like afar some of these events. But could you speak to I guess the importance of because you're not sticking to one thing so to speak. No. And there's an importance not. in journalism as we know as we all know to go out and be versatile, cover like boxing, cover basketball, like do all these different things. So mm-hmm. I guess, what do you, you know, why is that important to you? I guess to show up at all these different type of events and what do you feel like that does for you as a journalist? I think for me as a journalist, it, it makes me more well-rounded. It makes me more aware of just not keeping, you know, kind of not, not to be like a racetrack course and just focus mm. on one thing at the end of the tunnel when my first event with Black Sports Online was boxing, and I had never done boxing. And then, you know, obviously, boxing is big in the Hispanic community. Oh, yeah. So, Look at my hat. Exactly. <laughs> so that's, I recognize it immediately. Like, not a lot of people know the logo, but I love Brooklyn boxing. Obviously, this is not a promo, but I love their logo. It's really dope, the blue and the black. It hey, could be a promo, be. but, you know. Brooklyn boxing, <laughs> we're, we're waiting. We're waiting. So, <laughs> right? No, but I remember it was the first fight was Chris Algieri, and I forgot who else was Errol that Spence. Night. No, it was in it was in May of 2015. 
Damn. All right, hold on. May of 2015. We got laptops. Uh -oh, right? uh -oh, that was the first fight, and I remember Algeria lost that night, or he won. No. You know, I don't remember. Wait, it was don't 2015. Know. I watched this May on 2015. TV. Hmm. Amir Khan? Oh, he lost. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely lost that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was your card. I was like, yep. Yeah, he did. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, no, I remember sure, watching but it. But I remember that was the first event that I that I covered, and I'm just like, oh my god, I don't follow boxing. He's like, don't worry, I got you. I'm gonna teach you how to score a um, score a boxing fight. It's right. a boxing fight, a boxing match <laughs> out of nine out of ten. Blah blah blah. So I'm like, okay. Right. And then off to that was, you know, I, I, he really knows that. I, well, my ultimate goal is to be an on-air reporter. So, okay. you know, just trickling up the ladders, but mm -hmm. that's why he has been going everywhere, which is Liberty Games and going to mm. Knicks Games, and now Giants finally gave us an opportunity after right. applying a couple times in Canimus, but I don't forget. And the Jets, <laughs> really, really dope organization, despite what the record looks like. Oh, I wouldn't have thought that, just based on their ownership. No, they, they, have, they have a great, um, no, I know a lot of people. I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, I'm just like, so is the Giants. The Giants' PO staff is no, fantastic. I think they're the best PO staff in, in, out of all New York sports. But um, and I, I might be biased because I used to work for them. But mm. um, they're fantastic. And, and you no, know, I've never experienced yeah. anything bad yet with, with anyone's PR team. And I'm really, really happy about that. I'm blessed because I hear so many horror stories. Like, oh, they weren't giving me any quotes or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, it just contributes to be more relevant to answer your question. I just want to be every space to kind of make a presence. Like, I'm here in your space, and if you find a problem with that, you can text me or address it to my face. Word. I prefer you say it to my face. Yeah. But I have a story about that that we don't need to get into. You can take <laughs> oh, it away, Dexter. Yeah, okay. I, I, actually, I actually know about that. That, that was might, a pretty good segment. That might have to be for another day. Or um, another segment. What, we, what, might do, we might revisit this later. We might, we might do sure. that. What, what <laughs> What, is it, what does it mean to you, because you've been doing this for a couple years now, just to be, um, you know, a Latin woman in, in this space covering sports? Because there's not that many out there. There's not that no, many that people really can, can look to. Or if, if there is few, is there anybody you look up to right now because of that and acknowledge that? Is anybody right now that you look up to saying, hey, that's a role model for me or something I think yeah. younger Latino girls should follow? I remember when Jessica Mendoza was announcing something, I'm like, damn, she took my spot. I was going to be the first one. <laughs> I was tight, but then I'm like, go girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'll admit it, I was upset. I'm like, Man, people that know me know I wanted to be on Sunday Night Baseball and talk about this and talk. I'm very, very big passionate about baseball. Is baseball your top sport? It's my top sport. Okay, huh? It's my top sport. Okay, so but we do have to get into baseball. <laughs> and, and you are, and you are a Mets fan. I'm a big Mets fan. Hey. Oh, we're all, we're all, we're all, we're all, we're all Mets fans. Yeah, yeah. They'll probably like never happen again. They'll never be like three Mets fans sitting here. <laughs> yeah. They'll like never right? happen it again. And Mets here. Although, here and although I'm, yeah. not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Well, like grew up one, and now I'm kind of like it's okay. well, fading off that. Well, I'll get bit. into that why people are fading, and I might fade out too. Yeah. I literally, I'm thinking about doing a Mets boycott. We'll get to that later. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a year of boycotting. Don't That's forget, you know what? I'm throwing um, that in the rundown yeah, now. So, you know, just talking about that, you looked up to yeah. Mendoza, and she, you look, now she had something that you aspired to do that yeah. she's done, but that's still inspiring to you in some way, no, right? No, for sure. It's it's actually really beautiful, and it annoys the hell out of me when I read such nasty comments, but I feel like, you know, you give someone this, you have the power of just taking oh, anything angry. You just got to learn how to... That's when, a whole other rabbit hole. Right. Right? That we can get into. When Aaron Boone was obviously announced a skipper for the Yankees, mm -hmm. and someone else was like, oh, here goes another guy who's leaving you. And I'm reading through comments on her status because she was sending well wishes to her ex-partner. Right. Very, very happy for you. And then I saw so many tweets. You can look it up on when you get a chance, but so many people were like, oh, here's someone else who's leaving you because they can't stand you. And I'm just like, she does such a good job. And I, I think it's 
I think we're blinded just because of the fact that she's a female. Had it been maybe another ex-player, like, wow, Griffey's doing such a good job. Well, I'll put it like this. Bad, bad ex-players on, on the broadcasting side, men will get a pass time yeah. and time again, even when they're awful. There's guys who've been ex-players who've been awful yeah. when it comes to broadcasting, and I have, no in, I have no interest in hearing them or seeing them on TV. Yeah. It's just, you know what? The first person to do something is always going to take some criticism in that space. For sure. As a woman, as a Latin woman, she's going to get a lot of criticism. I, I watch Sunday Night Baseball this year, and I like what she brings to the broadcast. There's other things I would change about the broadcast. She's not the problem. That's what I'll say. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, Joe Morgan wasn't... <laughs> He wasn't bringing it. He was, it was so boring. And yeah. I still watch. And I wouldn't remember I put it on mute. And then sometimes I would put on Deportes because they're much more exciting on Sunday. Hey. <laughs> they add that flavor. They're very exciting. Yeah. yeah. I you, can see that. I feel like if they, it has to come from the front office, though, because we were discussing, like, the oldest baseball fan. I mean, the average baseball fan age now. Which is old. It's oldest. 57. It went up from 52 to 57. Or as Dan Levitar says, the median age in baseball fans are death. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <Damn>. So. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. But, but what you were saying before about um, Mendoza mm -hmm. was it took me back to Jamel Hill because she's somebody else who yes, does Jamel a great job yeah. in what she's doing. And she deals with a lot of criticism also. And, you know, people talk about this all the time. It's because she's a black woman. So you have like the double negative in the eyes of like, you know, the majority yeah, of sports these fans. People, so many people say something that, negative about her looks. It's anything, it's she, anything, 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 she'll, anything she'll tweet, you'll see it go down in the comment section, whatever. Yeah. It's crazy. Do you, do, you, do you worry about that as, as being a journalist? Is that something that concerns you as you progress more in your career? What? Or do you have an experience? <laughs> Uh, where yeah. you know has anybody said anything negative to you online you put or a story out there? I think someone called me on a bad day and, and I remember someone's boss contacted me So I definitely will share that story because when we made peace It was a reporter from the Shadow League. I love the Shadow League. Have you heard of the I actually Shadow have League? not heard of the Shadow League It's um, they're basically I don't want to say that there's someone like black sports because it's, it's they're different They're they're their own um platform but they bring a lot of like sports stories as well, um, different platform, like they related to the race as well. Mm -hmm. And one of their reporters, he was getting, he kept like pushing a button and that was a bad day. This was online? This was on Twitter. Okay, on Twitter, okay. And my, I remember it was a story about the Charlotte's Hornets, um, their black analyst who was downgraded, who was demoted down rather to a sideline reporter. People were pissed off about that. I forget her name. Oh, and I, she was a really good sideline yeah. reporter. Oh, like, this isn't that long I'm, ago, yeah, long right? Ago. I'm forgetting yeah. her name. She was, really, she was really good. I, I, I watched Leap Pet. I'm forgetting her name right but now. She's but she's yes. another inspiration yeah, right, only because right. I read she's that great. story. Yeah. And then people were actually petitioning to put her back in analyst work. Like, how could you do this? This is such an, um, this is offensive to her career. Like, you're supposed to make sure that you know, she stays up there. Like, how how are you dissing her? Mm -hmm. So then, black sports, obviously, we Is this do her? we do a lot of yes. Yeah, Stephanie Reddy. Stephanie yeah. Reddy. Yeah, yeah Stephanie Reddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's tremendous. She's, she's good. literally she's ready. Really good. All this freaking. <laughs> she goes to her name. Yeah. yeah. So I remember um, this reporter kept like nudging him, but he's probably a little in the old school, as he as he said when he apologized, but. He, he kept poking at any any stories that I would read to from my colleagues. He would always have something negative to say, and the, that day was not the day because uh, I remember you have to let him know yeah, you're not the one today. Was, no, because right. my brother, I was just on the phone with my brother. We had just finished firing back at each other. He's getting on my nerves. Little brother's only two years <laughs> apart, so we're like right there. Right. So it's like we're gonna fight for for just air. So I remember I went on Twitter and I'm like, oh no, he did not. And I went just like. And so you went in on. Yeah, him. I went in and it was a back and forth to the point that my boss is like, are you okay? 
okay? Because you've never, like, went back at somebody on Twitter. His boss called me, and he was apologizing. I'm like, how did you get my number? Right, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And, for, and, and the phone call. Yeah. <laughs> Not an email or a text or no, anything No, he straight like up. That. I was like, who's this 917? Well, Hello? That's kind of old. Well, yeah. at, least, at, least, <laughs> at least one thing we can say is, hey, you come to Erica, she might have clapped back at you. Yo, so, for real. So, I, don't, don't, don't think it's easy out here. Like that News 8 video I showed you before we went on? Yeah, but you, yeah. <laughs> you might get clapped. <laughs> but what's crazy is that we were doing the story on supporting the reporter, and he had something negative to, to say, say. That's, I, that's ironic. about that. I'm like, right. this is not even the twerking stuff that we've done, responsibility, because mm-hmm. I've done those, because we got to pay the bills. But... Like, it was a good story, and it was getting a petition. It was over 10,000 um, signatures for that. And he had something negative to say, and I'm just like, if it had been for one of the trashy articles, I let him slide. But this is an actual good one that deserves to get more attention because people were pissed off about Stephanie Reddy being demoted, basically. And, so, and he still is against that. But you're gonna- but he apologized. He was like, I guess I'm old school. He's like, I'm sorry. I don't take Twitter that seriously. I'm like, it's not about taking Twitter serious. I'm like, I don't think you're really understanding what I'm saying. But we, we hashed it out. But yeah. Everything is good. And being yeah, old school is not an excuse either. It's not. But he knows now he knows better because Erica, yeah. Erica let him know what to deal with. Word. We're going to take a break. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk about Erica was actually at the Garden the other night. Uh, Carmelo Anthony made his return to the New York Knicks. And he did not score in the second half. Um, <laughs> Shameful. But we'll talk about that as introductory with Nick's, and we'll talk, talk about some other things when we return on the Ain't Hard to Tell yes. podcast. It ain't hard to tell where to get the latest merchandise from Backpack Broadcasting. Gear is now available via T Public. Visit the Backpack Broadcasting T Public online store to get shirts, hoodies, mugs, and phone cases. Represent your favorite Backpack Broadcasting shows including the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, and, of course, the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Check out the special offers for our podcast listeners at http colon backslash backslash t.pub backslash lic backslash backpack. Get in the game with your official backpack broadcasting here today. What's up, listeners? You know sometimes how it can be hard just to get from point A to point B. Now, when I have to get anywhere and I don't want to deal with the hassle of public transportation, it ain't hard to tell how I get around. I always make sure to use the best car service app in the game. I'm talking about Lyft. Lyft offers rides in minutes. All you have to do is download the Lyft app, request a ride, and you will be on your way quickly. Lyft is all about happy riders and happy drivers. Take a ride with them and you'll see why 9 out of 10 rides end up with a 5-star rating. Lyft always has amazing offers for new customers, and I'm here to tell our listeners about a great offer today. Lyft is currently offering free ride credit to Ain't Hard to Tell listeners. If you are new to Lyft, then you are eligible and getting your credit is easy. All you have to do is download the app and use the promo code AHTTPOD to unlock your free credit today. Ain't hard to tell who has the best car app service. So use the code today and ride out loud with Lyft. All right, guys, welcome back to the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. We have our guest today, Erica Fernandez from Black Sports Online, Fox Sports 1340, where she does some social media work. And we were talking in the last segment about a whole bunch of things. But uh, we're going to start with you were at 
uh, Metal's return to the garden, <laughs> which was uh, Saturday before we, we recorded the Saturday before we recorded this podcast. Um, and I was intrigued to see what Knicks fans would do, how they would react. Um, if I was in the building as a fan, I would have gave Melo, I would have applauded for Melo. I think he played hard in his time mm-hmm. here. I know some people say it's a failure, he didn't win, blah, blah, blah. Um, what did you think of what the Knicks did for him as a tribute, the video tribute, the whole nine, and how the fans responded to him coming back? I think it was a really, really dope tribute. Uh, people really showed out. There was a few boos, but... You know, those are probably clowns who don't know any better. They just it's probably the guy that came for you on Twitter. Exactly. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably the booze just to... Or they didn't like them. Just to get attention, too. You know, there's people out. There's always going to be that yeah. one negative person. I'm going to get but, to the booze in a second. Right? But the cheers outweighed the booze. And it was really dope. Like, the PA announcer took us back when he was like, Carmelo Anthony. Like, his, his, there's no better introduction, I think, so far in any arena-ish, I want to say. I think Melo has the... If he comes back to Knicks, he probably still have it, but that's right now. No, that's story. not going to happen. That's not going to happen. <laughs> but um, it was shameful that he probably played in the second half. I thought they were going to win considering that KP wasn't playing. Yeah, it was a, that was a shocking win for the Knicks. Yeah. It was a good one. Mm. What do you want? What do you have to say about the booze at, at, at the building? Nothing bad, actually. I could understand people booing Carmelo. Like I could understand yeah. their kind of uh, – because think about it. Now, let's go back to that trade when it first happened, right? Mm-hmm. People are probably booing him because they're still envious of the fact that he forced his way there at the cost of a lot of players in return. And picks. And picks that could have helped them had he just waited. You know what I mean? So they're probably mad because, or straight up, they don't like him. They think he's a ball hog, whatever. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm just playing devil's advocate here because yeah. I don't give a damn one way or the other. But with Carmelo Anthony, it's like, yeah, some people are definitely mad at him for forcing his way there and not just mm-hmm. waiting because then he would have just joined whoever they had. You know, Omari at the time, well, Raymond Felton. Nick's probably would have had better continuity then. Yeah, they, they would have had a better time. Yeah. Raymond Felton. Yeah. Well, I, well, when Raymond well, Felton came back the second time, I yeah. wanted him. Anybody who knows me, I would have drove him to the airport the second time. <laughs> It was so bad. He would have preferred Chris Duhon. There's always oh, a, there's always somebody on the team, one of my teams. I'm like, I will drive him to the airport. The Knicks surprisingly don't have anybody right now that annoys me. Yes, they do. Joe Kim Noah. Joe oh yes. <laughs> he's almost like he's not even on the team. I would take him to the airport. <laughs> now, like, go. You can be gone. I don't need to see you anymore. I, agree. I, I have no, I have no need to see you before. So you were in the building. You felt like the energy was good. Yeah, it was a really good energy. In all honesty, good. I really enjoyed it. It was a pretty good game. Considering that KP not for Carmelo, not, definitely not. For <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't score in the second half. I was what like, you said before, bro, he shot I, I'm, I'm five of thirty or whatever it was. He even made a comparison to it, Mike Beasley. I was like, whoa, look at those stats. Yeah. Beasley was killing. I think he scored thirty points. Yeah, yeah. he used eleven percent of his brain or whatever it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah thirty Man. points. Mike, and, Mike Beasley at thirty. Okay, so you had a good, you had a good time there at the Garden. Yeah. Moving on, there's been some some big news in the NFL. Uh, obviously. <laughs> you didn't want to stay on that Knicks thing all very long. No, there was an there was an I mean, He's like, yo, I want to get to the NFL stuff. No, I mean, I mean, what else to talk about? Melo didn't play good. He had his return. Eric was in the building. He said it was nice. He said it was pretty nice atmosphere. I mean, what, what else, are we going to dissect? The losing streak is coming. The That's decibel. It. What did you say? I said the losing streak is coming. Nah. They just had a losing streak before. The losing streak is always coming. No, the big losing streak is what, coming. What's a big losing streak? I'm just streak? trolling, man. Just go, go to the NFL. So. Listen, I'll let you know on the show. That's not for play. I just hope it's not coming. Anyway, on to the NFL where people 
people are losing. We, 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 people are losing. No, people are losing. But people are losing in life. Even outside the NFL right now, there's a lot going on. There's a reckoning going on with a lot of sexual uh, assault, sexual harassment, mm. uh, claims being filed against people, um, which, quite frankly, I'm going to say this, is there men who've had a history of abusing their power yeah. within places of employment and, and consistently. And now women are speaking out. This has happened to Jerry Richardson, Charlotte uh, Panthers, excuse me, Carolina Panthers owner. Uh, who they play in Charlotte. Yeah. And obviously he had these allegations come out against him and now he says he's selling the team. Um, after denying the allegations. The allegations. After the, so he was like, nah, I didn't he's like, nah, I didn't do it. But you know what? Y'all kinda got me, so I'm just gonna sell this thing anyway. Well here's like, like, one other point before I ask Erica her thoughts on it too is that he and Brian's correct, he denied these allegations. Yeah. He then, the NFL said they were going to investigate mm. for a couple of days. 48 hours later, mm. he's like, you know what? Nah, I'm going to let this, I'm just going to let, I'm going to sell this team. To me, looks kind of suspect. Yo, if you didn't, like, and this is happening to a lot of uh, older men now, but if you didn't do it, then you, I, I feel like you wouldn't give up your, you know, your business, like uh, Russell Simmons, so to speak, stepped yeah. down from, gave up what everything. What you're doing now is you're just trying to save face. Yeah. Nobody, but you talk, what do you, what do you make of all that in, in, in a situation? And do you think the NFL acted appropriately? And what do you think about him selling the team now? I mean, I don't think the NFL's acted appropriately in anything for a long time. <laughs> <Word>. <laughs> We've talked about that. Like, from the gate to, my God, to so many other stuff in the past, but... 48 hours, what do you really need 48 hours to investigate? This is a, did you do it? That's two seconds. Yes. That's all you need to know. So it's either a yes or no question, then it's a follow-up. So what did you do? Right. When I, when so I, when I 48 see, hours for what? This is an SVU. When I see... <laughs> <laughs> when I see, when I see, yeah, Stabler and uh, they, they, they figured out a lot quicker. Two seconds. But when I see things like this happen, move this quickly, when I see this guy give up his team this quickly, it tells me you know, there's some smoke, there's some real, when they, if they did their investigation, there's something that was there. Somebody had some evidence. It's kind of like mm. what we saw with Matt Lauer, mm. where, yeah. you know, it just came out. Right. It's like, oh, he was gone. Oh. When people are gone that quick, there's some evidence. Yeah. Somebody's got something. And you saw, the, you saw the reports that came out with the Times, and I think there was, I forgot who else uh, wrote, wrote on that. So maybe something's coming out here. Maybe That's somebody's true. got something here. That's, mm. It gives me pause for cause. It has to. It has to. If, I don't even think this is the end of it, to be 100% honest. Oh, nah. I don't you mean, in, in terms of him, him or in terms of other owners I, in NFL? I think it might be other owners. Men of abuse, power, like you were saying, you know, older gentlemen, and we don't really know what's going on in the mind of the victims. So I understand there's two parts to this, and probably play a little bit of devil's yeah. advocate. Like, yeah. we don't know, like, how, why they, they chose to conceal, and then it's like, oh, but why it's all coming out now? We don't know what's going on in their mind, and I don't right. think, I hate the word victim shaming or any of them, but yeah. we shouldn't blame them. We should still address the fact that they got harassed, and it was assault, too. Well, Great, like, great so, point. Yeah, absolutely yeah. great point. We don't really know what's because when you take that time and you pause and like, well, why are they coming out now? You don't know what they went through. And that's yeah. a, that's an excellent point. Agree. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of women just basically, I feel like maybe a lot of them are just emboldened now because they've seen, you yeah, know, one person. Yeah, they've sure. seen oh, a couple people come out and then, you know. It's a good thing. Yeah, and then well, other people are coming out, whatever. Years, if, if, if it actually happened, because, you know, there, yeah, could, there could also be other scenarios where people are trying to exploit it and then yeah. try to see if they could get something out of it. Because now, because of the terminology being used, and I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here again, but the terminology being used, it's almost kind of confusing now. As to what exactly constitutes sexual assault and what doesn't. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, because I, now you've got people who probably have never done anything like that, like going back and looking at all their old DMs, <laughs> looking at all their text messages, be like, yo, could this and, be considered assault? Could this be? So there's kind of a big gray area. DMs. Yeah, there's kind of a big gray area then there. And, you know, so, yeah. Uh, do, do you do you see, we've seen this come out, obviously, here with the, the Panthers owner, and then we've seen this also around ESPN, just had to yeah. – uh, Suspend a bunch of guys, including Donovan McNabb and some other people. Um, NFL, NFL Network. Network. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, NFL Network. Um, is it, maybe I think people are realizing this has been a big problem in society where yeah. men have not cared about women and men have abused their power. I say that all the time. Mm. Do you feel like more of this is coming in sports? A- and is it important? With that saying, more of it coming in sports, is it important that women like yourself are writing and telling these stories about this to give other women a voice within sports? No, for sure. You have to feel empowered to not feel shy about it. Like, again, you know, it goes back to what I was saying. We don't really know what goes on in the mind of a victim. They chose to conceal it because they're probably too nervous and they wanted to protect their job. There's so many scenarios that we don't really know about or she just didn't want to talk about it, wanted to move on. That was it. Right, yeah. So that scenario, there's women that rape victims. They just shower and just move on from the next thing and just remember that it happened. But that's that's all they didn't know. So I feel like it does give a, a platform for women to know that you know you're not alone. You are protected. Make sure to speak up and don't let this don't don't just nip it in the butt. Mm. There's you know obviously two sides to it, but if you chose not to speak out on it, speak out now because this is the best time to do it. Right. And after that whole you know Jerry Richardson thing, so Diddy came out. Yep. And yesterday he was like, and we're all nodding our heads here because we're all in support of this. <laughs> he wants to buy the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Steph Curry wants in on it. Yeah. He said he was signed Colin Kaepernick, but now Colin Kaepernick wants in on the ownership group. So which is pretty dope. I didn't yeah. think that he. I didn't think about that dynamic. Yeah. Like so yeah. And Diddy, I'm sure, like he is somebody who has like the assets so to speak to make this move I mean, like to that 12 up you know he's a famous rapper and producer oh <laughs> well yeah and, 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 that article me out. <laughs> this, this, to explain, explain that for people who don't know there was an article by i, said I was uh, on yeah. twitter and i decided to quote it like i'm gonna call out something stupid like that's not even lack of intelligence that's straight up dumb right <laughs> about the Marlins. Oh, okay. You don't know who the Marlins are, but you know he bought something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he could buy the Panthers. Oh, okay. You don't know who the Panthers are, but he bought something. But this article literally said, famous rapper and producer interested in buying the Panthers. <laughs> Why? Why is it? It's interesting that you need to point that out. Yeah. I literally like, quoted like, the All you really need is Diddy. He's a household name. All you need is Diddy wants to buy the I Panthers. I think that's the point you're making, that he's a household name. <laughs> yeah. So why do you need to specify yeah, that? Yeah, like you've yeah. seen that meme where it says, work so hard so you don't have to introduce yourself. That's right. Diddy. Yeah. yeah. That is Diddy. Right. But he's he comes not. into the door, you're like, oh my God. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Is pissing me but off they, felt, they, they felt the need to introduce him. Yeah. I think, and I think I'm sure Tom Cruise weird. wouldn't be called actor that was in Polar Express or whatever it was. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he did. He was like the voice actor in that. Oh, he was the, yeah. the voice of the train. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Oh. But you wouldn't have. To be, but see, but, that, but that's something that you can't. I don't even Tom watch Cruise. movies like that. Yeah. I'm he, dropping bombs on y'all. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't want dropping bombs, but yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, next. <laughs> no, but I mean, keep it going. <laughs> I get your point because it's it's so ridiculous that you would have to introduce him in that way. So you, I hear from both you guys. You guys sound like you're excited about the potential that he could even get an ownership bid. And and what do you think that does? Because the NFL oh, hasn't yeah. had there's one minority owner in the NFL, uh, Mr. Khan down in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um, 
another minority owner who owns the majority he's, of the team, what would that Paki do? Packy or Indian? Packy. Yeah. 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 So there's there's one getting another in the NFL and maybe even Colin Kaepernick. How excited would you be about that? I think that would be really really oh, good, considering like the fact the rooms that us three have been in. Yeah. And we don't see anyone who looks like us. So it's also addressing a front office issue. How about let's change the dynamic of the reporters? Let's change the dynamic. Obviously, they have the stuff with um, with what was her name? The one from the Charlotte Observer. The oh, Jordan. With, oh, yeah. With with yeah. Yes. Rodrigue, Rodrigue. Jordan Rodrigue, I believe. Yeah, her name. I don't know. I say Rodrigue because I'm Hispanic, so. I, 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 I'm <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, that was tripping me up too. We talked about that on this podcast yeah. too, and that was also it's tripping me up. Mind, but. I think it would be really, really dope. And if he wants to perform every halftime, by all means, get your money's worth. Don't hire anybody. Do it yourself. I, some, some people. The, 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 I've seen. Bring, bring back no. Black Rob. I've seen. No, okay. <laughs> some people. Are, some people are saying that it's bad. It'll be bad for business and entertainment. Um, it's in terms of the team. I don't One see how that is. They're saying. Well, I saw. I saw somebody. I saw somebody. Go ahead, Dex. Who actually, I met before. It's from the Charlotte area. It was on Facebook today. And, uh, the person had like a rant saying no I don't want Diddy to own the team it'd be bad and then he wants to bring in Colin Kaepernick to take uh, Cam Newton's spot which I think the person was missing the point about bringing Colin Kaepernick it was just more to sign him because he should have a job at least as a backup yeah he yeah and that's ridiculous I think that would be the point of signing him yeah yeah not that he would supplant Cam Newton because he's not better than Cam Newton right but I think it's a larger point that he'd be trying to make and the person went and just ran about it and saying it was bad without really any clear substance or facts as to why it would be bad. So I kind of just dismissed it and was like looking at the people who liked it. And I'm like, why are you even liking this? I, but I, I don't see the bad thing. I think it brings more diversity into the ownership. And that's, yeah, I guess, exactly. the first thing I look at. And so I'm like, okay. And Dizzy, Dizzy excuse me, has been successful with certain businesses. And, like, you know, everybody's going to get some Ciroc at the game. So it's, Word. it's all good. Like... <laughs> Ciroc. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I you, you one specific. Oh. <laughs> All flavors of Ciroc. This is diversity for peach. That's some peach Ciroc, some coconut Ciroc. I have not tried the French vanilla Ciroc yet. It's the only one I haven't tried. That sounds uh, actually really gross. No, nah, French vanilla. Really? Yeah, that's with the French vanilla. You mix that with a little pineapple, it'll be all right. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, you know what? We're talking too much to Rock. Y'all ain't sponsoring right. yet, so. And I don't drink, so yeah. we're also. Oh, uh, what was I gonna so talk about talk before? About no, 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 no. That's not. <laughs> I just, you know, I just get lost in that conversation. I'm like, all right, guys. You like over the the liquor talk? No. Okay. You just think I am, because you misrepresent me a lot. Nah. Just like you, just like you do with my fandom for Freddie Gibbs. But anyway, fandom is an understatement. That's all. <laughs> See, don't see what I'm talking Freddie about? Gibbs. You don't, you, you don't want to know who he is. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and see, that hurt Brian's heart. Right How much time do we have left heart. in this segment? It hurt his heart. <laughs> it hurt his heart. God, two whole minutes. He you can't attack him by Freddie Gibbs. He can't do that. Gonna, we'll get to that in the, in, in the next Perfect. segment. But we do. We we are all in agreement here that we think at least there could be some positivity, or we can bring some more diversity. Well, certain people, certain people, in certain groups don't care about diversity. That's what I, I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. Certain. So. Just don't understand our struggle. Yeah, or they, they don't care to. I mean, that's that's really the whole pushback about uh, Diddy buying the team or whatever. I mean, you you know what it is, especially it, and it's in North Carolina. I mean, you know, certain parts of that will be forced, certain parts not so much. Yeah. Uh, just imagine if, I don't know, somebody else like uh, Jay-Z wanted to get an NFL team. 
but it was in a location that wasn't in New York. Glee Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I was actually going to go Arizona. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, oh. But but you know what I mean? Like yeah, certain, that might not fly well there. Yeah, and, and we've seen, and not to get too political here, but I'm about to. Uh, we've seen with this past election that certain areas there. Actually, let's not even go that far back. Look at Alabama. Like people were celebrating oh. uh, Roy Moore's uh, victory or whatever the N- case may be. Narrow is. victory. Nar- that's the th- and that's what we were talking about. I'm like, why are y'all happy if it was? 49% for the other way. Well, I mean, the numbers yeah. show, the numbers still show a big part of the problem. Yeah. What, 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 and that's what it is with this situation is that there are going to be people for it, but there's going to be a lot of people who just are not going to grow out of their ways. So, in short, I hope Diddy buys a team. I hope, as you said, like, you know, they could do, like, what the NBA is doing with their jerseys, put a Ciroc logo, like, right here. That will be pretty dope. And then we're coming back to him. It's you know what I mean? Life. Imagine, imagine, and imagine how Cam Newton will dress when Diddy is his owner. Diddy will probably join him. Cam, Newton, Cam, Cam Newton's outfits are already. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I want to see this. I want to see this, and I hope it starts something. Uh, I don't know if it will. I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm sure that they're going to try and block it. They, we know who they are. Yeah. They're going to try and block it every way possible. But you know, hopefully. Black Mark Cuban from buying the Mets, but whatever. We're going to get to that next segment. Talk about some Mets. Erica, you know, is a big Mets fan. We're going to talk some Mets, and we'll talk Erica's love of hip hop. Particularly one hip-hop group that she really loves is not Wu-Tang, if you're wondering. But we'll talk about that. You do love Wu-Tang, too, but we will talk about that when we come back on the A Hard to Tell podcast. Guru is the place where fans talk about sports via video. All videos are 60 seconds or shorter. Sports Guru makes the video look more professional and fun by adding automated on-screen graphics. You can follow your favorite sports by team, trending, new, or by people you follow, and more. Type in the title of your video and it will automatically, that's right, auto-magically go into your on-screen graphics. It's just that simple. Tag your teams and publish sports. Let's talk sports. The best new sports web series is here. It's from Backpack Broadcasting, and it's called The Sports Walk. The Sports Walk is a series where diverse sports fans take a walk and share their views at the intersection of sports and society. The entire first season is now available on Backpack Broadcasting's YouTube channel and BackpackBroadcasting.com. See what other sports fans have to say about a variety of issues in the world of sports. Watch all 13 episodes from season one and take the sports walk today. All right, welcome back to the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Our guest is Erica Fernandez of Black Sports Online. Gang, gang. Uh, having a great yeah. time with us here. Um, hope you are. I don't put words in your no, mouth, I, are you? No, for sure. Okay, good. I love the whole setup, too. I'm, I'm here looking around. Thank you. We're glad, we're glad you liked it. I'm glad. Yeah. I really, I really dig the logo. This is dope, and especially since it's Nas. Hey. Nas <laughs> oh, you have somebody who's in with Nas, Nas as the greatest of all time. We, we're glad you liked the but logo. But you want to talk about Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> no, I'm not. I wasn't, wasn't going to bring up Freddie Gibbs now. I actually wasn't going to bring up Freddie Gibbs. I'm glad you liked the logo. Shout out to uh, our logo designer, Maria Pallarino. Right. We'll give her a shout out. She's done logos for us for Backpack and all the stuff we do. Um, she and did as this you know, logo too. Erica put up the cup. You can get this at T Public. Um, for those who don't know, you can get the cup, shirt, <laughs> other gear. Um, we were talking a little bit about the Mets before. You were a big time Mets fan. Uh, base, it's hot stove baseball season yeah, here. Sure. And 
here in New York, at least, and probably more. Hot stove for one team in one New York. Team in New York. Yeah, this is, this, I, the team that we root for, it's kind of like they don't exist. The Yankees have been taking all the headlines. They got Giancarlo Stanton. Um, they're being aggressive with the moves they're making. The Mets have done. What have the Mets done? They've yeah. signed Jose Lobatone. Right, and our a former backup catcher for our, Washington. Yeah, our producer Matthew Finiza in the last couple of days has made sure to remind me that I should be <laughs> excited about this. And every time he reminds me, I'm like. Yo, I'm not excited. I even said nothing as he was saying his name. See, did yeah. you feel anything? No. You feel nothing, right? Right. That's because 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 like us, you probably think that they should go after Kristen Yelich. Oh my god, they should go after a whole bunch of guys. <laughs> <laughs> You know what this reminds me of? The fact that I should really get rid of my debit card. That's a big old Mets logo. And every time I whip that out, I'm just like, damn. But you know, every time, wait, hold on. Let's stay here real quick. Every time she takes out the debit card to buy some shit. Oh, God. But you know what? Here. Every time you take it out, it's just like it's like your investment into the Mets, and they're taking your money right? and they're giving you nothing. That's what the Mets do. They keep taking your money and they're giving you nothing. That's what a lot of New York sports teams do. What, what, have, you made, what have you made of the Mets' inactivity this offseason? Or oh lack God. of activity? Because they did do something. I mean, yeah. But to me, it's like nothing. It but, is like yeah. nothing. It, there's no excitement. Like, if even Mets' Twitter, just, all you see is just angry overall. When they signed Giancarlo Stanton, which I think is a really, really dope um, uh, my God, what's, what's the word? I Acquisition. Think? Thank you. I, I was saying it in Spanish, and I'm like, that's not my language. You can say it in Spanish. Yeah. Word, yeah. I literally said it in Spanish. I'm like, no, Erica, wrong language. We could put subtitles. Right. For those who don't know. <laughs> no, but it was a really, really great acquisition, and it's crazy because that Saturday morning, everybody was up. I was up for no reason on Saturday at 8 o'clock. <laughs> and I'm here like, whoa. I was here tweeting all day about till 12 o'clock, and I'm like, oh, okay, he went for his physical. This is dope, but you don't. All you saw from Mets fans was I'm gonna run. I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna try to see if I can drive over. Not drive over. I'm gonna try to see if I can run over the Wilpons. Why the Wilpons? Oh. Oh, we are not condoning violence. Here. Sandy's wow. a bum. Uh, <laughs> Everything, and I'm just like sports fans are so funny. What's, what, like, what is as as a fan? What do you think the problem is? You've gone from a World Series appearance in 2015, uh, injury riddle season last season. Um, what's is the future right for the Mets? Are you hopeful? I think the only thing that looks hopeful is probably them just charging more money for tickets. Damn. Damn. Aside from Not that, even a Mayor Rosario could uh, get a shout out? <laughs> no. And I mean, I was really excited for him, too. And then he was, he, I don't want to say he's a bust, but... Well, he did only play like that. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I like him. Yeah. I like his But you, you probably wanted to see more in the short amount of time that he was there. But... Again, just disappointment all around. Yo, just spend some money, man. Like that's it. Like just. Well, that's part of the problem. And to ownership, not the fans. Ownership, the fans should right. stop spending money if that's, that's the case. I agree, and I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to see? Do, as far as change goes with the Mets, what would you like to see as 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 a fan of the team? What change would you like to see? Well, I would really like a second baseman. Um, <laughs> that'd be nice. That'd be something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, what, we agree. What, do you believe in this ownership? No, not at all. And it's crazy. My old, the only reason why I'm a Mets fan is something that we even talk about. How are we Mets fans of this disgraceful team? My, my older dad. Brother, <laughs> my dad. Literally. My older, brother, my older brother's a big Mets fan. He's lucky he got to see them win in '86. I wasn't born yet. Mm. So he's and ever. I mean, my my two my two nieces. They're like, oh, daddy's watching the Mets. Okay, we're gonna walk out. And there's seven in this. <laughs> 
seven and to soon to be three, and they even know, like, oh, daddy's watching the Mets. I'm going to go away because he's. That he, we're, we get so like that's probably the only team that gets me all riled up and you know we could keep it professional like obviously you're a Knicks fan yep. but you're like okay let me keep it professional let me not curse the team out <laughs> let me use other constructive words but yeah, with I the Mets there's nothing but angry all around and I'm just like you just get so again disappointed that's the only word you could keep using for yeah and it sucks because in 2015 they made it to the World Series and you know, when you think that you're, you know, you're young, you got everything hitting at the right time, and they were ahead of schedule because they weren't supposed to be World Series like contender that year. They were supposed to do that the following year in 2016, where they returned to the playoffs. I kept saying so, 2016 the year, and I'm like, yeah, wow. yeah, exactly. They got Cespedes, and Cespedes was their entire lineup the rest of the season. And then in 2017, you enter, and it's like, hey, I mean, well, you know, the field. yeah, that the that's the problem now, too. No. But also, you have an ownership group who is I don't care about the team I feel whew, thank you because I was gonna I was gonna use I, don't think I was care. gonna I was gonna I you were gonna need to censor me I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think they care about they've lost money through the Madoff situation yeah. they're financially strapped they're hurting the team and none of us have hope who, who is hope you don't have hope I'm chilling. Matt, I'm I, I ain't living and dying with that no Matt. more. Well, I, I hope to live. I don't hope to live. I love life and I'm happy, but I yeah. don't hope for the Ownership best. is mad buns and that's it. You know what? It's just, you know what? It's that's the clean way of me saying it. Yeah. They're not doing what they have to do. The Wilpon, I, there's a lot of Mets fans I think who want the Wilpons to sell. I think Word. Alone deserves a parade. Once out of the freaking ownership. Right? Word. Yo, Nas. Yo, Nas. Nas, I need a... Yes. You, you're, not, you're not putting out an album, so get that ownership group together. You got money invested. You got, you got, you got money invested that people don't talk about. People don't talk about not because people want to say, oh, Jay-Z's a businessman. He got mad money. When Nas has a lot of money also. Best ringtone ever. Sorry. Or alarm. Whatever it was. Nah. Actually, I'm not even going to talk about my ringtone because... Exactly. Shut up. We're go. Not, go. Go oh, to the next. We know what it is. <laughs> hey, everybody out there. What do you think, what do you think Brian's ringtone Vote. Is? Vote. Uh, I'll, put a poll up. I, I'll take a wild guess and it starts something with an F and something with a G. Probably goes like that. Anyway. Ferg? No. That was a good joke. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Moving, moving on. <laughs> a nice transition to hip-hop since you mentioned right. uh, Erica, you are a big hip-hop fan. Uh, Queens native, born and raised, and this where you love. Actually, the Mets. Me, oh. I'm not a Queens native. Are you not a Queens native? Technically, well, my parents moved us around, but we I was born in Sunset, Brooklyn. Hey. And then b we hey. moved to the Bronx. And then hey. so it was like the L triangle. <laughs> <laughs> it was the L triangle in a sense. Well, Alright, so you've so you've lived in you've lived in three so you've lived in three boroughs. Uh, <laughs> you know, hold on, hold on. But that's Dexter's. It was a little bit of both more in Queens for sure. But do you miss we were, it? Do you miss it? I mean, I went back for school. Too. There we go. That's all. We <laughs> <got>. <laughs> so but I you know what? Identify with the Bronx, but definitely live in Queens. You know, sure. you know what it is though. That's Dexter's line, but it's funny every time. Right. You know what I mean? Because the delivery of it. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? It's funny when people from the Bronx say that to me and be like, "Yo." We I'm from Brooklyn. They'll be like, sorry to hit me. I'm looking at them like, what's wrong yo, with you? Yo. <laughs> like, like, yo, There's a meme that I saw the other day. It was like, oh, when you meet someone from the Bronx and it was like, you wash your hands. Yeah. People be doing that to the Bronx. You know I'm not going to say anything. You say something like that to like Disa Sombrero. Word. They, they'll, they'll, sorry, they'll, Jeff. Yeah. Sorry, Brandon. They'll be offended. They'll probably 
But you're not a Queens native, so I'm glad we cleared that up. Yes. You've time in Brooklyn, the Bronx, Queens, Tribe Borough. We'll call we'll call you that. Yeah, Queens is a little um, suspect too sometimes. It is. I have no problem with Queens. Queens is Queens is cool. Uh, I have no problem with Queens. Uh, uh, you big hip hop fan. I am. Um, and you are a big Dipset fan. I am. And Brian pointed this out because disgusting. I'm a Dipset fan too. Dipset, yeah. Dipset, you have Dipset in your profile picture on, on Twitter, right? Work. Um, I guess people always rather be like, "Wow, your header's mad funny." And I'm like, "Thanks." Yeah. So, <laughs> we so because yeah. of that, I have to ask you first thing. I know Brian has a lot of questions for you, but first thing I ask you is. Yo, how'd you feel at Mace coming at your boy Cameron? Oh, yes. Like, Mace came at your boy Cameron. We talked about that. How'd you feel about it? That was so random out of nowhere. And I'm just like, and the memes that followed up, I wasn't ready to see that. There was a scene from... (laughs) That was over Thanksgiving week. I know. It was a scene from, oh my God, the movie that he... Paid in full? Yeah. Yeah. He's obviously, you know, having sex with a girl. Yeah. Cameron having his sex with his sister, and I'm just like, I can't see this. Yep. Right now. Yo, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I don't want to see that at all. People got too much time on it. Yo, it was so funny. People yeah, cre- I mean, you know, were you disappointed? Were you disappointed in Cameron's uh, efforts to come back at Mace? And yeah, that but I beef. think he was dealing too with with the breakup with on um, his girlfriend. I think he wasn't even focused on beef, you know, because he was. Don't, on, don't make no. He was also on tour. He was also on tour. <laughs> he was also on tour though. Yeah. So like that, you know, that does that cuts in the time of him. Like sitting down and because <laughs> really spitting hard. Yeah, because you're on tour. You're not really thinking about recording when you're on tour. I didn't even know Cameron was on tour. Yeah, he was on tour when that was going on. And it's funny because when that happened, I think it was the day of or the day after Thanksgiving. Day after. Uh, we were on the phone. We were like, "Yo, uh, Mace, this Cameron." We're like what? <laughs> like yeah, it was just so weird. After the, the memes, was I'm sorry to cut you off. Some right. like, "Am I, am I have to bring out my Fubu? Where my academics?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you? And what Cameron just put out a mixtape. He did. When he that happened, out, and yeah, he dissed Mace in the first. That's the funny thing. <laughs> he put out the mixtape and he dissed Mace in the first verse. And I listened to that mixtape when it came out, and Why? it didn't really, it didn't really register to me. Like I heard it again after, after the whole beef thing, yeah. and I was like, oh yeah, he was going in on Mace. Well, yeah. kinda. He was telling a story, but like yeah, he was dissing Mace yeah. at the same time. Did so, what 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 attracted you to Dipset? What made you fall in love with Dipset? I have no clue, no honestly. And then my friends are like, "Wow!" Like I remember, I really want to go to the, their ten year reunion at um, Brothers Blues or that, that some spot on Forty Second Street. Brothers. Oh, B, not BB. It was BB. BB, BB no, Kings. It's next door to BB, BB Kings. Yeah. BB Kings. Kings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah so I've remember, seen some shows there. Yeah, so. I remember it was a Tuesday night. It was the ten year anniversary of them dropping Dipset. Um, I forgot the name of the album. I'm terrible with Diplomatic it. Diplomatic community. Damn it. Thank you. If we had a, if we had a Jeopardy thing here, I would have lost. Or whatever it is. Not yeah. Jeopardy. Yeah, is you're it? buzzing quick enough. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't, hit the, I didn't have to hit the table. Yeah, you, but you always hit the table. But I, but if we were trying to hit the table at this point, I probably would have won. You should be. A, a, you're like an expert table hitter. <laughs> That's what you do. You're like... That is true. I do hit a table a lot. I had to look at you because I, I was like, really wait, what? I do it a lot this episode. Like, he really doesn't touch the table. really good when you check in the mics? Like, Not yet. you actually hear the bangs? Oh. And when you listen back to the podcast? Yeah. yeah you can, oh, you can, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see Brian, it, too. Wait, Brian Oh, yeah. You but I, I'm very, very animated, especially when I get some food in my system because up until about 3 p.m. today, I was... Yeah. yeah, I won't say that. She can say that. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that. She that. I'm not gonna that. So she said it, but I was like, yeah. <laughs> okay. like, I'm the same way when you make when you make certain jokes and things like that. that I, I, you no, know, you can too. That it's like, yeah, I can. Oh, okay, I can include myself here. But anyway, what the hell we were talking about? I don't know. I got distracted. <laughs> Dipset fandom, no, diplomatic community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About diplomatic community and how you got yeah. into that. Right. I remember. I remember <laughs> yes. 
You didn't even do this hard. I'm merely testing the waters. You've worked. I'm getting warmed up. Right? I really wanted to go to it. It was a Tuesday night. I'm like, no one's going to go with me. All right, cool. So I guess I'm not going to go. I know. What are friends for? Not to go to Dipset. Not to go to Dipset. Great. It was that was the weekend. That was the night too that he snuck into five guys and he was serving himself. <laughs> that was that same night. He does so much funny. He does. Uh, poop. So that. Purple Haze yeah. is one of my favorite albums, and I remember two of my friends. He gave me. And I forgot to mention to, the, to you guys this earlier. He actually have a hoodie with Dipset, like their entire the back of the of the album. And I wish I had worn it today because it would have been great because we have a theme going on. Right. Like yeah. logos on shirts. And here I am in my. And you, have a, you got a plain shirt. You messed it up. You gotta be prepared. You messed it up. You know what? But you said you like the logo on the cup, so that. that yeah, works. for sure. So yeah. It works out. You know what? I think I can tell this story without getting us in trouble. That's a great start, right? So I this this, this just this me. this just <laughs> I have no idea where this is going. Concerns me. I could, I'll clean it up, but oh man. So the the reason why Cameron kind of reminded me of this was because he was involved. So fun fact: I actually have a hard copy of uh, Kill a Season, the album that oh. came out in 2006, right? I have both too. I have a hard. Kill a Season one and two. Okay. So, Killer Season 1 is the one that I have. Mm-hmm. That was 2006. That's with Wet Wipes and the other song, which I'm going to get to. <laughs> so, uh, I was with my brother. I was 12 at the time. Shows you my age. Uh, and he was driving around. We were driving through the city. And we saw a lot of, like, half-naked dudes around in the area. bumping a new, And we were bumping a new Cameron album, like, out the window. Because we were looking for the NBA store. I was going to get Ray Allen jersey. Seattle Sonics. The song it was on was Touch It or Not. (laughs) (laughs) And we later discovered that as we were driving around and we see all these dudes, we're like, why is everybody like naked? And there's like a, you know, there's like a lot of people in the middle of the street and they're looking at us funny is because we're bumping the song, not knowing we're driving through the gay parade. Oh shit. So. So we're there, and, and then like we make the discovery, or whatever. We kind of connect dots, and my brother's laughing about it. That's hilarious. I'm 12, so I'm kind of like, Confused. yeah. Wait, so what I'm, I'm, the disconnect I'm having here is they were enjoying you guys bumping a song. No, they were kind of looking at us weird. Really weird because you were disturbing the pride parade. Yeah, with touch it or not. Go look up the lyrics to that song. Yeah. <laughs> that, I, I'm going to say this. Bad job. It was, hila- it was hilarious looking back on it, though, because I remember it 11 years later to tell the and story. And you offended everybody at the Pride Parade. And I got my Ray Allen jersey. But you offended everyone right before, at the right Pride bef- Parade. Right before Seattle moved to Oklahoma City. Uh, but, yeah, so. And there goes that. Before we go, because we're going we're gonna to wrap. We're going to wrap. Already? Wanted to ask you, you listen to, you love Dipset. Uh, what are you currently listening to? Um, do you listen to anything new in hip hop? What, what do you like to listen to now? Well, honestly, I'm finding myself to be such an old, so I really do want to discover Kendrick, though. Yeah, yeah. so we talk about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to do it. I'll, I promise. I'll, I'll report back and I'll let you know. Okay, I just Start with Section 80. I would say start. Is start. That the name of an album? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I would say start because I usually tell people. Uh, to, it, well, somebody he like tells people to start with Freddie Gibbs. 
No. But some somebody who somebody like. <laughs> it's true. Let's e- let's end let's end the podcast right now. He usually he usually does that. Star Freddy gives Amber. listen to this. No. Yeah. No. You should listen to him though. Well, but, <laughs> Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar is somebody who he's consistent throughout his projects. He's consistently great. So go back to the beginning, you know, section 80, because you kind of see the evolution and what he's become. Okay. Somebody like a Freddie Gibbs, I would say go to his best album, which would be <laughs> Pinata, you know, and then kind of like work your way into the other stuff or his okay. most recent see, project. See, see, he's trying to get you to listen to Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> no, I'm just saying <laughs> like, that's an example. He is. He is. He is. Anyone that I've put on the Freddie Gibbs likes him. So, so you, you can't say you. Gary, Indiana. She's like, where? Like, <laughs> where right outside that? of Chicago. You know what's crazy is the fact that he knew it so fast. He's a f- super fan. It's a, no, but you know what it boy. is? It's an uncommon. You, give me somebody else and where they're from. What do you mean? I'm not going to say Nas. You're going to be like, oh, he's from Queensbridge. Queensbridge, yeah. Yeah, Jay-Z. Wow, Brooklyn, Marcy. Everybody knows that. It's easy. So give me somebody else. Mob Deep. Uh, Queens. Where in Bridge. Queens? Where is Odyssey from? I don't know Odyssey like Odyssey that. Odyssey isn't from Jamaica? No. I don't know how to see like that. So that's he's, he's a rapper from uh, Prince George's County outside of D.C. Okay. Yeah. See, I was going to say Flatbush. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but, but who Big Mensa's from who Chicago. Are, who are you listening to now? Well, in all honesty, I feel like I, I do want... <laughs> I'm going to keep going. Like, yo, Vince Staples from Long Beach, what? Crooked Eyes from Long Beach? It still wasn't as quick as Freddie Gibbs. That's Joe Budden's from Jersey. Right? But who, who, do, who are you listening to? Well, I, I think one of the last new albums that I listened to was Life is Good by Nas, and I really like that album. Yo. That was, that was Yo. five years yeah, exactly. ago. Yo. Right. Where do you rank it amongst Nas albums? Because we've I mean, talked about this. I mean, it's pretty low, but it's still, for new albums, it was, it was higher. You think it's pretty low? Year. You think yeah, it's pretty low? Nas, yeah. You think so? Yeah. Hmm. I think Why do you think that? I don't know. I feel like it was too soft. What's, give, me, oh, give us your three favorite Nas albums. You're a big Nas fan. What are your oh, three favorite Nas? I love Illmatic. There you my go. Favorite. Okay. Okay. Um, um, damn. I kind of just drew like a blank. Um, name some albums. Uh, it was Ray. Because I suck when it was Ray was, uh, was one of my favorites. Uh, the Lost Tapes. No, I didn't like The Lost Tapes. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we got to fight. <laughs> wow. I love that album. Five minutes onto this podcast, we're not done. We're, uh, what about Godson? I was a little bit on the mixy side because I felt okay. he was so angry, but then angry Nas is good for. Mm. Do you? 15 year anniversary just passed. You, I think today's a 16 year anniversary. Still mad? It is, Stillmatic? and I was playing it today. Still mad dope. Yeah, I was playing that today. Yeah, I, and the cover album too. Which album? For Stillmatic. Oh, the cover. Oh, 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 oh. I looked at Dexter like. I was what? like, wait, this is the album I didn't know about. I was like, okay, no, the cover art is great for Stillmatic. I was, mm-hmm. I was playing that today. Um, so you listen, but today you saw you listen. I know you listen to J Cole. Yeah, because he reminds me of Nas. And that's good. But you're you're still more of an old soul and and listening really that to. I really am, and then it's like sometimes you'll find me listening to Frank Sinatra on my phone, and then a whole bunch of Spanish music for sure. Hey. Yeah, Spanish was my first language. I didn't really obviously. Mm. That's why sometimes I have a little bit of an accent. People would say like, "Oh, I could hear it." It's like okay, I but could, I don't. I could definitely hear it. Mm. Well, thanks. But I, I but I'm also Hispanic. Well, so, like yeah. I have to hear for that. I don't know that much Spanish because I'm you know I'm one of those Puerto Ricans. But I still like. I'm shaking well, my head. Now. But I, I could read it <laughs> and I could understand it. I just can't like if you were to say something to me in Spanish, I wouldn't Watch be able to. Res- I wouldn't be able to respond in Spanish. Yo, I've played Splinter Cell in Spanish. That was helpful. You ever played Splinter Cell before? No. I have played Splinter Cell. You have? I have. Yo, how have we not talked about this? I don't know. Why would we talk about it? <laughs> 
Splinter Cell's a really Splinter Cell's a random. It's a really good game. That's one of my favorite games ever. What is uh, what's the game about? So it's basically, <laughs> so basically, I'm doing this quicker than I did the Freddie Gibbs thing. So basically, you're a dude, right? You're what? <laughs> Why are you so angry? <laughs> People gonna really think I'm hostile. But you're you're, uh, you're like, how do I say this? You're, it's like you're a an stealth. agent. It's you're an agent. You're stealth. You have to like go to places okay. and find out information, intelligence, things like that. But you're the object of the game is to not be seen. seen. So Ooh, you're supposed okay. to knock people out in the darkness. Occasionally you can kill people. You can kill everybody you want. Sounds like a perfect game for somebody who's angry. It's better. <laughs> Like yo, you, you want to knock people out in the dark? You want to kill people? Play, play Splinter Cell. But it's a great, great game. And on the last one on Blacklist, y'all still need to do a follow-up. Tom Clancy, like, was good. This was four years ago. But anyway, <laughs> Tom Clancy so, live? Yo, like, so 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 they did Blacklist four years ago, and uh, what's it called? They had Spanish subtitles. So I used the Spanish like. You know, they would tell you uh, directions in Spanish and things to do like that. So I was picking up a little bit of things, but I haven't played the game in so long, so it's I got to get back. So the point is, like, that's how you try to learn Spanish more. But it's but funny that Tom you said Spanish subtitles because in that Cam song, Touch It or Not, there's Spanish subtitles on the YouTube video, and those subtitles are the best thing you'll see on YouTube. Really? It is so funny. Yo, we got to find this Especially, one. So oh, my God. Oh, the chorus in Spanish has me dying because I'm just like, who took time to do this in Spanish? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna definitely have to check that out. All right, we'll check that out. Funniest thing. All right, Erica, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having talking me. about everything here on the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. You're gonna come back? Of course. Where's Carmelo Anthony from? He's from Red Hook. He, he was born in Red Hook, then yeah, he went to raised in Baltimore, and he has roots of some family from Puerto Rico. All right. Okay, well, you're talking about trying to trip me up? No, we're just talking about where people are from. Get out of here. I didn't say it as quick as Freddie Gibbs. Anyways. (laughs) I didn't say it as quick. Because you had to think about it. That's a hard one. Yeah, see, Freddie Gibbs is always on your mind. It's not even like thinking. It's seamless. It's like (laughs) you and Freddie Gibbs are one. You've become one. How that's, did you discover him? That's way deep. I just know a lot of, like, hip-hop. So yeah. I know, like, a lot of people. I give credit to those. Just... Oh, a good best friend of mine. But we both do. Loves... You knew about him, too. Credit. When we were yeah. going to Boston, shout-out to Mike Verna, when we were going to Boston for the for the Sideline Stories piece, you were bumping a Freddie Gibbs song in the car. I remember two of them, actually. Because, <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Let's hold get, on, hold on, hold on. Was let he in get, charge of the let me get No, I was when I'm in my car, seat. I'm in charge. I was in a back car. seat. But what? No, you actually were in the front seat for no, that. No, I wasn't. Drive. I was in a back seat. I was in a back seat. I was in a back seat. Was he? Yes. <laughs> I was in a back seat. With On Matt. the way to Boston or coming back? On the way. I was in the back seat. I was in the front coming back. Oh, Lewis was next to me in the front. Yes. Okay. Anyway, here's what you I want. You were listening what? to Extradite. Which is with Black Thought. I don't even know that song. I've never heard the song yes, you did. yes, you did. Yes, you did. The one, I remember the one it. song I remember playing that had Freddie Gibbs on it that I actually have in my music collection is a song of Status Alexis album a couple albums ago with, with Joey Badass. Um, and I played that song. I believe that. But I can tell it you. It was one Carry On. Yeah. Carry On. You listen I, to Extra Dite. One thing, one thing, Extra Dite was in your car. One thing I could honestly say about my car, 
my aux cord, my, my experience. Rules. I'm just gonna say all this stuff. Never in the history of Dexter Henry being on this earth <laughs> and driving a car. End the podcast. End the podcast right now. Two Freddie Gibbs End songs. it right now. Back, back. back to back. Outside no, of the time that Ryan made me listen to uh, his album this year, his EP that came out this made year. Made you. Made me. <laughs> like, he made me. He like, forced me. Yo, you really be talking <laughs> like this head, dude is. Like, if you don't listen to yo, his it album. it felt like that, though. It really <laughs> felt like that. Happened. He was like, yo, if you, don't, if you don't listen to this album right now. It's gonna be over. I never played Freddie two Freddie Gibbs songs in my life. That's the point. Lie to people right now. Lie to people right now. Tell tell them that you think it's a whack album. Lie to them. I think it's an average album. No, you don't. That's a lie. That's not what <laughs> That's you said. So no, you did not. It's okay. It's always pretty good. No, you did it's, not. It's decent. Lying. It's decent. Lying for the podcast. Did I say it was great? No. You said it was good. I said it was good. You said it was one of the That's decent. Good. You said decent. it was one of the ten to fifteen best albums this year. It's probably like fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> well, that, does that not fit in the range? Anyway, we, we, we have to go. For those who That's enjoyed, not even that far from where I will have it in my whatever. For those who enjoyed our topics at the end of Freddie Gibbs and, you know, annoying Erica with the topic. Uh, <laughs> we Erica's, Erica's laughing at you. I am. But I'm See? curious, so maybe I'll actually check him out. Oh, I didn't even oh, think he spelled oh, his name that way. I spe- I'll definitely spell it with a Y. Oh. <laughs> Well, looks like Brian may have converted another person to Freddie Gibbs. That's it for episode 14 of the A Hard Cell podcast. We want to thank our guest, uh, Erica Fernandez. Uh, Erica, tell people how they can follow you. Of course, you guys can follow me at Curls and Sports. Nothing, nothing fancy. Which I love. I love that handle, Curls thank and you. Sports. That's what you're about, Curls. Yep. And the Sports. Word. All right, for Erica and, Fernandez. And static from time to time. I'm saying some people got to get it. Right. So. <laughs> for Erica Fernandez and Brian Fonseca, I'm Dexter Henry signing off for episode 14 of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Live. Live. <laughs> like-